everybody. Welcome back to Cruise Control. It is Monday, July 10th, 2023. Welcome to Monday Night Cruise Control, everybody. Welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host, as always, Brian. Welcome back. Welcome back. If this is your very first time, we're here to talk about some entertainment news. We're talking about, talk about the industry, rumors, stuff that's going on, because we're industry people here talking about it, having fun, and talking about everything entertainment-based. Brian Cruz here, and also joining me back, as always, the lovely, the lovely, Miss Sabrina Vittori. Sabrina, welcome back to the program. How are you doing tonight? Hi, how are you? Good, good. Happy Monday. Welcome back. It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah, it sure has. Um, I've been better, but uh, here we go. We're at the end of the, uh, the Rona. So, Rona, 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 right? I'm feeling amazing right now. I'm ready to do a backflip. <laughs> Pardon my lack of enthusiasm. Well, thank you for Brian's being here, Sabrina. Brian's got enough energy for all of us. I'm, I'm really. I, I'm gonna try I, really, I will, really I will hard. <laughs> and also joining us back here on Cruise Control is Sabrina and myself, the lovely, the enigma herself, Rachel Blakely. And I will find more to say one day. But Rachel, <laughs> welcome back to Cruise Control. How are you I doing think tonight? That was it. I think it was enigma. I'm doing great. I think there was something more than Enigma. I think it was like dangerously delicious or something like that. I don't know. It definitely wasn't that, but I like it. No, I like it, but I'll take it. Rachel's like, don't call me dangerously delicious. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's Monday, everybody. That's quite the compliment. I, I would take it. I feel like I'm like edging in on Chester Cheetah's territory though with dangerously cheesy. <laughs> oh. oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Maybe about... don't don't need a cheetah coming after me. No, no, um, it's I never will good. That cheetah's ass. Don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> Take that cheetah right out right away. Rachel, how was your weekend? Was it good? It was good. It was good. Uh, I was here Friday with you all, and then didn't do much, and now it's Monday, and I'm back. <laughs> we had, we had some touchy ghost action going on on Friday. It was a good day. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We, since we were gone so long, there's just so much news happening. And again, a lot happened over the weekend. Some stuff we touched upon Friday, touching some more upon today. There's no touchy ghost, but we do have some breaking news. Get it? All right. The very first thing that I want to dive right into is... Bupkiss. That's right. Bupkiss is coming back for season two. Pete Davidson's show on Peacock is coming back. Now, if you're wondering, like, what's what's Bupkiss really about? Well, Bupkiss is a Peacock series about Pete Davidson's life in a lot of ways. It's like it's a semi-autobiographical series based on the former SNL's attempt to, you know, work through his family dynamics and then his complexities to form meaningful relationships in his life. Now, you have Edie Falco coming in to play his mother. You have Joe Pesci in here playing his grandfather. Great cast, written, executive, produced by Pete Davidson himself and starring Pete Davidson. It's a lot. He's also got Lauren Michaels in here helping him executive produce through his production company, Broadway Video. So a lot of people helping him make this product. You had a lot of people just guest starring. You had Machine Gun Kelly. You had Steve Buscemi. You had Charlie Day. Even Al Gore was on this show for a season. But this is coming back for a second season. And if you're wondering... Well, where, where does this go? Well, at the end of the season, Pete Davidson drove a car into, into something and had a huge accident. And it sounds like real life to me because Pete Davidson actually drove a car into a house and made a huge car accident in real life. So it's like, I guess art imitates life, but that's something that happened in real life. Now, 
They're saying it's a misdemeanor. This is an actual thing. I'm not even joking. It's like really happened. So, so they're saying it's a misdemeanor. On March 4th, we talked about this before in the show, he drove his car into a house off Rodeo Drive and Alvarado Avenue in Beverly Hills. Now, allegedly, he lost control. He was not under any kind of drugs, they were saying. He struck a fire hydrant and plowed into the side of the house at about 11 p.m. So this happened. He had his girlfriend at the time in the car with him, actress Sue Wonders, who he met probably on Bodies, 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 which is a show they just both worked on together. She's also been on Generation for, for Max, another show. But they were in there, and they believed that it was a thing that, you know, it was reckless driving. That's what the L.A. attorney's office is saying. It was reckless driving, so they're charging Pete. And we'll see what happens with that going forward. But it's some good news and some bad news for Pete Davidson, I would say, because it seemed like that in a lot of ways, didn't it? Honestly, I I I have no fucking idea. I have not seen the show. I don't know anything about it. Um, uh, and also, like, I mean, if someone loses control of their car, it doesn't mean it's reckless driving. Like, I fishtailed once when I was like 18 and ran a street sign over and totaled my Tercel. I wasn't recklessly driving. I just fishtailed because I hit a patch of ice. I mean, I know there's no ice in LA, but like if he was not under the influence at like, I, I mean, an accident's an accident in my opinion. So I think it's kind of shitty they're prosecuting him. Um, and I, if I'm being honest, I'm sure the man's probably been in several uh, accidents as probably everyone has been in a few car accidents in their life, whether they were driving or not. So I don't know if it's this specifically, but um, I, I, when you just said all that stuff about, the show i'm i i mean i i knew i knew about the show and i know Edie falco and, and joe pesci are in it and i've been meaning to watch it i just haven't been able to um but uh i i i mean good for him like what a star-studded cast lauren michael's behind him he's getting another season like one of uh one of my boss's good friends um actually does a cameo he uh he he plays a version of, of brad pitt because brad pitt could not make it to shoot the scene with pete davidson in the show so rob shows up and shoots the scene as Brad Pitt. It's, it's very funny. I did see that one scene. Alexa, no one asked you. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> no, she's not sure. She was very sure a minute ago when she was interrupting. Um, so anyway, I, that's all I really know about the show. I, I really want to check it out. Um, I'm, I'm team Pete Davidson. So, um, I think the, uh, I think they shouldn't, they should leave him alone with their reckless driving and go season two of Bubkiss. I'm, yeah, I'm honestly, it's it's just a weird happenstance that it all kind of happened at the same time. I mean, the show didn't air yet, but the fact that you know they had probably shot that way way in advance is how it goes. So it's just very weird to me. Rachel, what do you think about this situation? Were you a fan of Bug Kiss? And are you do you think this is all like again? You know, was it all planned for the show? Was it a publicity thing? Cause it, I mean, it could have been. There's been weirder things that have happened in Hollywood. I mean. Not that you bring that up, maybe. I haven't seen the show. Um, I not that I have anything against the show, I just haven't gotten around to it. Um I think it's in Los Angeles where the weather is usually pretty good and that photo didn't seem like there was any bad weather, there wasn't any ice to slip on, there wasn't any rain going on. The neighborhood seems like it's pretty spaced out. I don't understand how you hit whole ass house while not being intoxicated or if it's not on purpose. Like it's a house. Did you not see it there, <laughs> bud? Um, it's a big white house, too. Like, I, I, I like Pete Davidson and all, but, like, clearly, like, you hit a house for a reason. Something happened there. <laughs> it's very odd. And when we talked about this back in March, 
I was like, something seems fishy about this overall. Like, it just seems odd to me, especially because he doesn't even live in L.A., so he was probably just visiting. And it's like you're visiting L.A., and then you get into a car accident at 11 o'clock at night. Normally, you jump to conclusions like that game that you play to jump to conclusions. Little office space. Uh, But, you know, it's like that's what it seems like. It's like it seems like there's something more behind this. He probably was driving very fast and turned the wheel too quickly in Fishtail. That happens. And it's not his car, you know, so maybe it was something with that it's too. Fishtail that far because, like, again, the lawn's huge. How do you not regain well, I mean, control at some point before you hit the damn house? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I don't know. You're like, your things are happening. You're fish selling now. You're on a lawn. You're like, what do I do? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't have a do reflex situation. He smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> maybe his reflexes are slow. I don't know. It's true. I blame it on the Crohn's. Maybe he had to shit really bad. And so, like, he was just swerving because he was about to go <laughs> so in his pants. Rude. So I, hey, I've been there. I know it's like it's Crohn's brothers. I, I get it. You know what I mean. You have he an issue. Crashed into a lot of houses. And you, and you crash into yeah. a house regularly, <laughs> regularly, <laughs> and it becomes a normal thing. And you're just like, ah, whatever. Crohn's. Give him your Crohn's card and you move on. You know, that's all it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's weird to me. It smells like something's up. It, may, it seems like it's planned. Almost like it also seems like from the get-go, they were planning on this, but there's a Ken spinoff coming from the Barbie movie, apparently. It's, it's apparently in development because people have been loving Ryan Gosling and the trailers. Of course, people were giving him hate before about like, how can he be, you know, how can he be Ken? Doesn't make any sense. And he's in the trailer. People start off and they love him. And look at him. This is this fool. He's laughing his ass off. It's hilarious. But apparently it's in early developments. And there's nobody attached besides him so far. Warner Brothers Discovery is producing it again. And they're not saying it was directing anything else. Of course, it's very early. Barbie's not even out yet. So, But they're projecting Barbie to make 80 to $100 million opening weekend, which is big for a movie like this. And uh, it might be a huge, huge win for them opening up opening weekend. So why not give him a spinoff? Now, Barbie's also going against Oppenheimer its opening weekend. So that'll be tough for it, maybe. But then again... At- at Nolan's like three and a half hour movie and Barbie at like two hours, it might lead more people toward Barbie. But living in a Barbie land, Ken's getting his Barbie dream, I guess. I don't know. But what do we think about a Ken spinoff? You know, I, I'm just kind of like all over the place about this. I like him, but I think it's like too early to be jumping into spinoff territory. If you ask me again, you know, let the movie come out. It might be, it's, it's probably gonna be fantastic. I think it will, but I don't know. It seems early to me to be doing this, but not even sequel yet. We're talking spinoff. Rachel, what do you think? You love this. You're excited about Barbie. You think this is good to do a Ken spinoff? <laughs> um, I think we'll have to see how the Barbie movie ends, like where that character ends up um, to see how much a spinoff really is appropriate. Um, I don't believe in doing sequels and spinoffs just for the sake of doing them. So we really have to see if there's really more to the character to explore. Um, apparently... Uh, he is good Kennergy, according to the the casting directors and such. So cool if he if he wants to go out there and ken it up. He's not really busy <laughs> right now. So what else is he doing? Let him do it if it if it makes sense. Yeah, I like the Kennergy. The Kennergy is great. I don't know. Uh, I, I think that's it. Could be it. Could be awesome. People have been loving him. Sabrina, are you are you hating on this idea already? Do you do you think that Rachel's wrong that they shouldn't do this? Are you are you just like, hey, leave it be Barbie World? Uh, I wasn't for any of this when the first when I first heard about it. Let's be perfectly clear. So, um, I I don't. I mean, I from the trailers that I've seen since then, I think it does look very funny, and I honestly think Ryan Gosling is very very hilarious in the most recent 
trailer that I saw. And I think that it's very funny that everybody was throwing shade because he was too old. I already put that up there. Um, oh, yes, I it did. Yes, it did, Lexi. <laughs> I think that it's uh, funny that everyone was throwing him shade for being too old. And uh, and now they're like, we're doing a Ken spinoff. Um, I don't know. I, he seems super fun. I think it's going to be a fun movie. I also think it's also hilarious how people are like, is it going to be Barbie or Oppenheimer? I don't really think the same person is going to go see both of those movies. Some of the same people, yes. But I don't think it's targeted at the same audience. Like, I feel like, you know, Oppenheimer is going to have a much more mature crowd and Barbie is going to have a much younger crowd. Generally speaking, there will be a lot of crossover in the middle. But that being said, like for them to be like, is it going to be Barbie or Oppenheimer? I think it's slightly ridiculous and also hilarious. <laughs> I know. It's like it's like the match of the century, Oppenheimer and Barbie. I mean, it's going to be I mean, two different it, crowds. It really yeah, is. It, it'd be like if you put a Marvel against a DC movie, then people would be like, which one are they going to see? I mean, obviously Marvel, but that like that's a more that's a more like even playing field. You know what I mean? But for you to be like Oppenheimer or fucking Bart, Bar I mean. It might as well be like Super Mario Brothers and uh, and and uh, Glory. You know what I mean? Like, wh who's gonna who's gonna see glory. what? I wonder. It just seems. <laughs> I mean, what you didn't see Glory? Very good movie. I know I'm old. You didn't see Glory either, Rachel. Uh, it's no, a war movie with Denzel will. Washington and Matthew Broderick. It's a spectacular film. I probably will see Oppenheimer, not opening weekend, because I just love the idea of Barbie winning opening weekend and really pissing off film bros. Um, so I'll wait a little bit to see Oppenheimer, but I probably will see it in theaters. It's just a time period I'm interested in. Yeah. So I'll check it out. I will see again. So there's like a middle crossover, but like, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people who are not going to even see both movies, period, let right. alone, you know, in the theater. You know what I mean? I just think they're making a lot of hype for no reason. Um, I, I think it's just the hype just because it's hilarious. Yeah, the hype is just there because it's funny. Thank it's you, Lexi. Funny. Thank you, Lexi. Glory is one of her favorite <laughs> movies. Thank you. Thank you very much. I do think it's a funny matchup. The fact that people are like, oh, yeah, it's going to be Barbie versus Oppenheimer. But, you know, that's what happens. They're calling people it like, like Barbieheimer or Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. Something, <laughs> something bizarre. I'm like, why are we doing this? I don't understand why we're doing it. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like taking the new Deadpool movie and calling like Deadpoolreen or something like that, or Deadpoolreen. <laughs> I think that is our next topic actually up, you guys, is going to be uh, the fact that there has been some breaking news on Wolverine's costume. We showed you Ryan Reynolds' costume on Friday, and today they have come out with a couple pictures about Wolverine's costume. Um, it is the bright yellow costume, which is um, not seen, uh, except for in the comments. It, it has not been seen yet on film, um, which is kind of exciting. It's a new twist, a new touch. Um, and there he is looking hot and sexy in his yellow Wolverine onesie. Brian, take it away. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely cool, everybody. For the fans out there, been waiting for this. Of course, Hugh Jackman said he'd never wear the yellow Wolverine costume from the comics. That was a whole thing for years. They said they never do it. Uh, Sony, when they had or on Fox, they had they said never do it. Well, they did nine films without him being in it from 2000 to 2017, from X Men all the way to Logan. No yellow costume. James Mangold actually had it for a second for the Logan movie. They were gonna maybe show it. They were gonna tease it. But then the last minute, the studio said no, we don't want to show it. So never happened until now but ryan reynolds tweeted this out and they said hey you get your wolverine in the yellow costume not showing the guns like in the comics but maybe he'll rip those off again at some point because usually they have there's no sleeves but 
but Hugh Jackman's saying he's playing a dual role in this again, too. So maybe he'll be multiple Wolverines. Maybe this is the Wolverine from X-Men 97 right now. They haven't shown the mask yet or the cowl yet either, Lexi. We're going to see if that comes into play. I bet it will. I bet it's a whole thing. They're waiting to reveal that because you got this so far. So they're really getting into it. This movie comes out in May, of course, May 3rd, 2024. We got a lot of time, but it's been shooting. One of the only things really shooting right now during the writer's strike. Uh, one of the, you know, besides Ryan Murphy's three shows, uh, one of the only like things that are still shooting. So it's a big thing. That's People are going right. nuts about it. Uh, you got the you got Deadpool wearing his onesie we talked about on Friday. Now you got Hugh Jackman in his onesie with the belt and shit. I think it looks great. I'm excited about it. It's very accurate to the comics. You got the navy. You got the yellow. And it's sleek. It looks like you know, like armor like Mike Casey would love. If he was here today, he'd be talking about that. But I think it's great. I, I think fans should be excited that Marvel's taking it to this world. And we should be excited. We're finally getting Hugh Jackman's official Wolverine from the comics. Or maybe he's going to be that X-Men 97 character. He might be that. And then also be his Logan character from the X-Men series. Who knows? There's a lot of rumors going about this project. Sabrina, what do you think? Do you think this is great to put him in this uniform? Or do you think they should have kept him more of the Fox universe and not show off the, uh, the comic book yellow Wolverine that we all dreamed of since we were babies? Uh Wow, I was definitely not dreaming of any you of that when I was a Wolverine baby. A lot there, but, um, <laughs> I, I will, I will say this: if those two men and those outfits burst into my home right now, it's the only people I wouldn't call the police on. Like, let's just be clear: if someone, if Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds walked in, in the house in their yellow and blue onesies, I would be like, or yellow and red onesies, I'd be like, "Yay, let's play a game!" And it's not going to be called the cops. Um, I think it looks <laughs> fabulous. I think Ryan Reynolds looks fabulous. I'm super excited about all of the things that are Deadpool 3. I don't I don't put anybody in a box. I don't put anything in a box. I'm glad. I think it's he was never going to play Wolverine again, and he was never going to wear that outfit. So I think it's very fitting for him to come and do it another time and to be wearing the thing that he said they wouldn't wear just because he said he wasn't going to play the character again. And leave it to my man, Ryan Reynolds, my guy, making shit happen. That's all I got to say. Making shit happen. And you can all, see the comic the book actual reference to like Sabrina. So this is what he, you know, it should look like. And it's very... Very similar, actually, very similar, uh, except the guns are out. You know, the guns are out for this. So maybe he'll rip them off at one point. You never know. Uh, but, yeah, they're they're going to the comic accurate yellow. And I agree, Sabrina. I'm like, Ryan Reynolds is the person to make this happen. Of course, there's more news on that after this we'll talk about. But what do you think, Rachel? Do you think this is a good look for Hugh Jackman? You think you're like, yeah, he 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 looks good in yellow. I'm, I, I can agree upon this. Or should he have stayed to the uh, – the black leather X-Men outfit that he's worn so many times before. I think um, they're ready for their sleepover party in their little onesie jammies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think if they're going a different route with the character, if they're not trying to tie in the Fox universe as heavily, if it's like an alternate universe Wolverine, cool, awesome, great. Do the different costume that gives a good visual distinction between char the characters and their universes. Um, if they're trying to make it the same character, then I think changing the costume was a mistake. Yeah, and that's that's what people have been saying online, too. They, a lot of people have agreed upon with you saying that, like, this is not our Wolverine. And, like, what are they doing? And that's where all these rumors go into the multiverse stuff. And then, like I said, right. Hugh Jackman actually said in an interview saying he's playing a dual role. That's what he said. So it's like maybe he's going to be playing that cartoony version yeah. comic book version but also the rough because there have been pictures this is a different look from him the pictures that initially showed online he had the beard from logan he had like the mm -hmm. grizzled kind of look so maybe he's playing the logan character and playing this and of course 
that animated series X-Men 97 was supposed to come out on Disney Plus before this. It's still been delayed, 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 but that was supposed to reboot that whole animated world. So maybe it's supposed to be that character branching out into this world too. But they're also saying Ian McKellen's back for this, Patrick Stewart, like Halle Berry, like everyone's coming back for this project. It's a big thing. So that might be why we have multiple X-Men. We have multiple Wolverine. Just like there's another character that's actually coming back into this movie too that came out in like Ryan Reynolds himself, that man spoiling stuff ahead of time because he can't hold back. He's probably as excited as we are about this movie. But Elektra's coming back as well in Deadpool 3. That's the art. Jennifer Garner is coming in to play her character from the Daredevil series from back in the day from Fox where Ben Affleck was Daredevil and she was his Electra. Now she did her own spinoff movie too back in 2005. Of course, Daredevil came out in 2003, but Ryan Reynolds put it out there. He tweeted for the official account of his production company. He said, it's called Maximum Effort. He said, as, as I quote, he said, moms of future past, welcome to Deadpool, Jennifer Garner. So, and then he posted this picture of her, but also a picture of her from the Adam Project, which they actually starred together on. And Sean Levy actually is directing this too, which directed that. So they worked together before. So it makes you wonder if the, the wheel were kind of turning back then that they were like, hey, we should probably bring you into Deadpool because we're doing that next. And, you know, they're not saying how big of her role is going to be. There's a lot of rumors out there. That's what it always is, rumors. But he said that she's there. Of course, we had Ben Affleck on set last week or two weeks ago. He was on set too shooting scenes probably as daredevil again which is kind of interesting you're bringing in all these characters but they're also saying that she might be part of the illuminati which i heard recently and i'm like they killed the illuminati off in in uh, doctor strange too so I, I can't imagine them bringing anybody back from then but who knows who knows what do we think about jennifer garner coming back sabrina what do you think is this a good look for her to come back to the deadpool universe to the marvel universe or do you think they should have gone with a new person or maybe the person from the series from uh you know the daredevil series from netflix do you think it's good to bring this older generation character back what do you think is it good for her i'm sorry do they have an electra in the new daredevil universe uh she was in his universe before they switched over to marvel but they have not shown her yet Okay, well, screw her. She doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Jennifer Garner. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, I think, first of all, because it's Ryan Reynolds especially, and he's getting Hugh Jackman to do it, I feel like it's only appropriate to bring in as many, like, old-school people as you possibly can. Like, it, like think of what you just said. Ian McKellen, the, uh, Patrick Stewart, right? And... and um, Halle Berry. Hugh, Hugh Jackman, right? Jackman. So that's that's your base, right? But then you have Holly Berry. Like, why would you bring in a new Electro? That doesn't even make sense. Like, I mean, especially with Ben Affleck being there, and if he's playing Daredevil, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they also had Charlie Cox playing a version of Daredevil. If they're doing this whole multiverse thing, and maybe they will have a new Electro. But if you're gonna have Ben Affleck as Daredevil, it would stand to reason that you would have Jennifer Garner as Electra. I mean, I know I don't know why you wouldn't. And with like the cameo crazy situation that seems to be going on here. Like I'm, I, I can't, I wouldn't be surprised. Remember in Deadpool 2 when they just like panned by the room and it was like all the, yeah, um, all the X-Men, the X-Men, like the, the young versions of them, like Beast and uh, Quicksilver and all of them. Like it just was a quick pan by and they like kind of glance out the door. Like this is going to be that on crack and it's going to be like every version of everyone. And I'm really excited for it. There's like no one that you could bring me that I'm going to be like, mm, no, I don't want that. Unless it's, <laughs> oh wait, no, that's a DC. Never mind. I'll shut my mouth. Everyone's you never good. know. No, but there are all there's all these rooftop of the gambits coming into uh well, that's Shannon. new. 
I don't, I can't say his name, but Shannon Tatum. Um, he's coming in. It's ch- like Channing Tatum. Oh, nailed it. Him as Gambit, you know, you have, I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening here. So it makes sense for Jennifer Gardner, also a very lovely human being. I worked on that Peppermint movie with her, so lovely. And she even like keeps her same people around at all times. Shout out to Nancy or Stan and fabulous persons, tours everywhere with her. But great, great people. You said that she was going to work on it and I was like, oh, I'm so jealous of Nancy. Right? I was like, Nancy's got to be there. She's always with her. So I'm like, damn it, Nancy, you're awesome. What do you think, Rachel? Do you think this is a good look to bring her in? Do you think it's good for her career? Do you think it's good for Marvel to have Jennifer Gardner to come in to be, you know, Electra again? Because it's it's a big move. With the way Deadpool operates, I'm just waiting for them to do basically like a Where's Waldo shot. And they just have all these people. They just showed up for like five minutes, took a quick picture and left. Like... <laughs> they're doing all this hype and then they're like not actually super involved in the movie um i could see it going that way i could see it being like an avenger situation where they just have like a bunch of people heavily involved i I think it really could go any way and it'll be really interesting to see how that pans out yeah it's gonna be they're 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 planning on like an adventure avengers type thing it sounds like they're even talking about like a whole lineup this X-Men versus these X-Men. And I was reading about that. Like, you know, they're just trying to make it a big thing. And maybe the Avengers will come into this too. It's, they're really putting a lot of stock in this. Plus they're moving it up. So that's a big deal, moving it up earlier. And it was supposed to come out in November. Now it's coming out in May. So I, I think they just expect this to be big. jump in production, given the fact I that hope... they don't have any idea what's going to happen with strikes in the near future. I, right? And, that, and that's, <laughs> that's the whole bold. thing. It's very I bold. Hope... That they change her costume because she really hated that costume. She deserves better well, justice for like she, I hope they change her costume. They're changing everyone's costume. Please give that woman a different costume. She said it was so uncomfortable and so hard, and like she had to wear like all these silks to like fill in the top of the the thing. Like she's like, of course it's look really pretty, but they are super uncomfortable. Like she just recently, maybe a month ago, spoke about it, and this is probably why. But no one put two and two together at the time. But she yeah, was probably. just talking about how. You know the the previous costume. I don't know. I hope I hope they put her in something different. You know that's more comfortable, especially being so many years later. I'm sure there's so much more technology with these superhero suits. Like I just I hope that she was comfortable while she was filming because she is like Brian said, a lovely human being. And it makes you wonder though, because too it could be just cameo territory. She might not even be in this that much. You know, it might just be her not even in the costume. I mean, it could know? be like Nicolas Cage like being Superman for two seconds in the Flash. I mean, who knows? But I'm knows? all for yeah. it. But it's official to and be it's fair, happened. That, that made Nick Cage's like life. He's always wanted to be Superman. It so, made like, my yeah. life too. I really enjoyed it. People were upset life. about it. I enjoyed it. People were mad. It was cool. I, I wasn't. It was very exciting, especially to see him in that and then like fighting the metal spider, even though it was a, a CG mess in a lot of ways. It was a CG mess in a lot of ways, but it was still cool and good for him. I'm so happy he got that opportunity. It's huge. It's huge. But another project that's coming back just like Jennifer Garner, it's been a long time. Well, this has been going on for a long time too, and I'm talking about Twisted Metal, and I want to do an update on Twisted Metal because a new trailer came out, and of course this show is based off of a, a, a game. It's a game. A game came out in 1995, November 5th, 1995. They've done nine of these games. Nine, it blows my mind. All the way back to PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation Portable, PlayStation 3, and they've really delved into this. And when you watch this trailer, which we're going to watch together for the very first time here on Cruise Control, we're going to try watching a trailer together. But if you watch this trailer too, it's, it seems a lot 
fleshed out, which it has to be. If you played the game, the game was all about a contest that takes place around Los Angeles. And it's like all these drivers are called upon from various different vehicles to battle out to the death. And that's all it was. And this, it seems like there's much more happening in this universe compared to that. Maybe not. But <laughs> I don't know about this. I really don't know about this because I like the idea of it being like this post-apocalyptic type world. I think that works. And, you know, they're branching out. They have to, like you see here, where they have Seattle, like a wall around it and stuff. And you have, of course, Anthony Mackie is like this guy just running missions. And that's kind of cool to me, but I don't know, like overall, like how this is gonna be. Rachel, what what do you what do you got for me on this uh, trailer? How do you feel about it? Anthony Mackie's hilarious. Um, he has great comedic timing. I think he's gonna be great in this show. Um, I think it's interesting how they're having one actor portray Sweet Tooth, but Will Arnett is voicing Sweet Tooth, who is of course right. the iconic clown from the series. If you know one piece of imagery from Twisted Metal, it's Sweet Tooth and his ice cream truck. Um, personally, being from Vegas, I think it's hilarious that they have him in charge of Vegas. <laughs> um, don't go to Vegas. Uh, don't go to Vegas. Um, so I think the the thing about the show is it kind of reminds me, there was a show a few years ago, I think it was called Death Race? Death? Something like that, where they were driving through the desert and all these crazy shit happened to them. So it feels like it's not necessarily the most original concept for a show. I think they kind of took bits and pieces from different elements that we've seen before, slapped twisted metal on it, shoved some iconography in it, and called it a day. Because it doesn't really feel to have, it doesn't really feel like it has much from the game. And honestly, that game, I don't even know how you would convert it to any sort of show that would make any sense. There's but, not know, much the, to it. Blood Race, uh, Lexi put down there. Blood Race was the show I was thinking about. Um, where they we're just kind of going through crazy shit, and this this show seems to have a lot of reminiscent to that. Great cast. Um, it the trailer does seem interesting. I probably will watch this show, but I don't know if it needed to lean on the twisted metal IP. I don't know how relevant that really is anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Again, it's like it's like. Is this really even twisted metal? Like, what do you do with twisted metal? Like, honestly, like you were right. saying, there's not much to the actual game. There's just people shooting each other. That's it. And so, like, you have to steal from something to make a premise here. And that's what they're kind of doing. What you're saying, it's it. It sounds 100 legit to me. That's what they did. And it does look like it'd be fun, but like. I don't know, Will Ar or Will Arnett, I'm just like, all right, Will Arnett, Blood Race. Totally, Lexi, Blood Blood Race. I I don't know. Spring, what do you think? Does this amp you up anymore for this project? Are you like, you can't be sold on this, you're not going to watch it, and uh, no, hard pass. I mean, it's, it, it's slightly less annoying than the last um, teasers that they, you know, put, put out, because uh, neither of those made me want to do anything uh, near this movie. Um, the I that's yeah, Lexi just said it's clearly made by the Deadpool writer. <clears throat> that's honestly the only thing that remotely interests me is the fact that it's it's by the Deadpool people because I love Deadpool. Um, obviously, part of the reason why I love Deadpool is because I love Ryan Reynolds. And if you watch that trailer and you picture Ryan Reynolds saying all of those lines that Anthony Mackie said, I think it sells better. Just saying. Um, also, Nev Campbell, really. That's what we're that's that's where we're going with the 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 villain sneaky lady is gonna be Nev Campbell. Hard pass on that personally. I love um, Nev Campbell. Oh please, <laughs> what from Party of Five or from Scream? Like I don't even know what that means. Just Nev Campbell is, 
You're you're five. How do you even know Nev Campbell? She's like in my age of people who watch TV. Um, yeah, I wasn't as super excited to see her. Um, I'm just not super excited for any of it. I also think like Will Arnett's voice behind the clown man who is Brian and Brian, who is he the wrestler? What's Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. I for some reason that's weird for me because I know it's Will Arnett and it does not I just I I it weirds me out because it's not it's not if it was a cartoon, it'd be different, but it's a person. So for some reason right. that's like weirding me out. Um, I've never played uh, the video game, so I have no basis of comparison. Anthony Mackie is very talented. You know, there are some he he did have some good moments. Um, the chick from uh, from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, you know, she's also very talented. Um, I just don't, I don't, I don't see myself giving a shit. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Army of the Dead, but instead of like zombies, it's criminals, like in uh, yeah. ish. You know what I mean? I like, and it's in the terrible. desert, and it's. I mean, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not into. I liked Army of the Dead. It was all right. It was all right. No, I liked Army of the Dead. I really did. No, I'm just saying it kind of reminds me of that, like in a way. Like it's like, it just feel. I feel like it's mashing a lot of things together, and it's really holding on to pretty much nothing. If you ask me, I don't know. The guy was funny. The random guy when he was like, "No, I've never seen anyone chop off a human like that." That was that good. Was, that was amusing. But like nothing that was like, oh yeah, let me go see this movie. It's gonna be fucking great. I just I don't I'm not feeling it. Lexi in the comments, you're right. It's it's nostalgia bait for 40 year olds pretty much. And it, yeah, I thought that guy was funny, Sabrina. I think, you know, I think there is some validation to this. Might be okay. I don't know. I might want to watch it. it. Does sound interesting. Anthony Mackey's great. The cast, like even Thomas Hayden Church popping up there too. I was like, oh, I didn't know you were in here. That and was he weird like for good, me. That was weird for me. I, I kind of like him as the cop. I think it could be good um but you know it's a different take on the whole thing and like like uh you're saying rachel about twisty being like the person behind vegas was really cool too i think it was like don't go to vegas you're gonna be chopped up by a clown or it'll chop your head off so right. i we'll we'll have to wait and see it's coming out july 27th but i think this does do more for me than the trailers that have been out before really didn't show much besides you know them dancing to the thong song at one point i will say and this then, good music Good music. Good music. All, all, all the music that you've put out, good music so far. Uh, love me some DMX. I mean, DMX, great. I would, I would never be like, oh, let's again, play the song, song, but it's nostalgic. 100% nostalgic. Yep, you got it. Lexi but speaking of nostalgia, and- Sabrina, there's more nostalgia coming your way because apparently there's a reboot, well, kind of continuation of The Mummy coming. That's what's happening now in development. Now, they've been developing this since December, apparently, when the actual directors from the Batgirl came on board, which, you know, the thing is like, will they still be attached? Who knows after the Batgirl was canceled and taken off. But the directing team of Adel El Arabi and Bill Alfala are actually being attached to this. And I don't know if they're gonna be doing this still or not, we'll see. Uh, It's gonna be interesting to see if they continue going forward because I'm not really sure about this, but apparently Dwayne The Rock Johnson's attached to be the Scorpion King again. Also, Rachel Weiss is attached. And now just recently, Odid Fair and John Hanna came on board. And if you wonder who they are, well, Odid Fair was actually the guardian of the temple and the mummy to make sure it's buried and not disturbed. And John Hanna was the brother, the brother who was stealing stuff and causing shenanigans for the whole time, Rachel Weiss's brother. So those two are coming back. Now, now Hanna did all three movies, but uh, Odid Fair only did like the first two. And of course, who's where, here's the elf in the room. Where's Brendan Fraser though? He's the only person that's not been talking about this, been involved with this. I think the thing is, though, he said in an interview not too long ago, he said, I don't know how it would work out, but if I, but I'd be open to it if someone came up with the right concept. So the idea is if they're all involved, 
I'm guessing Brendan Fraser's coming back. I mean, he has to, right? I mean, the, the Tom Cruise one didn't work out. So what do you do as a studio? You can't make big bucks with Tom Cruise as a reboot. So what do you do? You bring the old team back. That's what you do. Bring back the old team and do it again one more time. And they better have the original mummy back. They haven't said about him either because he was great. He was freaking awesome. Uh, but I don't know. Do we need a mummy reboot? Do we need a mummy for this to technically be? Do we need that? Sabrina, what do you think? Would you watch a mummy for if everybody's back, the whole gang? Or do you think they should just let the mummy die like the Tom Cruise version did and keep it buried in the desert forever with all those tombs that are still not found? Um, wow, that was such an intense question for something so <laughs> silly. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I will see it if Brendan Fraser's in it. If it, how do you say it properly? Fraser, Fraser, Fraser. Brendan yeah, Fraser. Fraser, Shannon Tatum. Just kidding. Um, okay, <laughs> so <laughs> if Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser is back, I will see it. Um, also. I I would I was very disappointed in the whole Tom Cruise situation and not it wasn't even that bad of a movie it just was like who needed it who wanted it it was just there was really it was pretty useless um and so I I when you when I saw a reboot of the mummy I was like oh please sweet baby Jesus but if we go back to the original situation and uh Brendan Fraser back is back uh and Rachel Weisz and all the peoples I I will see it I mean, it's, I'll be honest, it's probably going to be similar to what's happening with Indiana Jones right now, but I'll still watch it. Which you can compare these movies quite a bit, actually. It's kind of the same kind of genre, the, you know, adventure, like McGuffin type thing, you know, go out in the middle of the desert and find something. So it's kind of in the similar territory, but I feel like this might do better. I mean, honestly, after the last one did so bad and it didn't have the original cast and now the original cast could be coming back. I mean, it could do better, right, Rachel? What do you think? Do you think that Brendan Fraser should sign on and do this and join the crew and go back to the desert one more time and fight that mummy? Or do you think he should stick around and be a whale for a while and stop doing that? Um, I think he absolutely will sign up and come back. He speaks very fondly of the mummy franchise. He's He's not one of those actors who is like, trying to shuff off his most popular franchise like he embraces it he loves it he goes to fan screenings of it sometimes and like talks to the crowd and like he's about it so i think he'll definitely come back for it especially with having rachel weiss back like absolutely i could not be more thrilled for this this was every bisexual child of the 90s favorite movie uh, <laughs> How the so? cast was immaculate <laughs> look at the cast just look at them question answered done <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> look at those beautiful people how could you not yeah. love every single person in that film how about uh, Imhotep too you gotta give Imhotep some love too <laughs> yeah once once he's back in his like body shape and not a scary sand person like absolutely pies all around <laughs> so let's get some person. let's get some middle-aged hotties back into this absolutely let's do this i'm here for it make it right now the question make is though do you right bring now. in because they tried doing that the third one they brought his son in do you try to bring like a younger character in to lead yeah. the pack or do you just let them be like you know we're the, yeah we're, we're, no, we're i mean either do it or don't do it don't have to ask me I think if you're going to have a younger character, you do a younger version of the Guardians. You show, like, the next generation of the people who are protecting the curse. Like, protecting the oh. world from the curse. I think that would be the only interesting way to bring in a younger character. 
Um, and then Brendan Fraser fucks it all up again. <laughs> yeah, he fucks it up. Rachel Weiss, or the, the probably the brother. Brother, the probably brother the brother. Was You're right. Fucking everything up. So it's probably everything. he fucks it up. Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss have to come back and reunite because they're divorced in the third movie. And yeah, that's true. They come back. They're in love again. Everyone's happy. It's fantastic. Make it right now. But do you we do a new mummy then? Is it a, is it a new mummy though? That's the question. Or is it the same mummy from the first one somehow? In the first two, I, I should say. No, isn't there only one can... mummy? No, because Jet Li did one in the third one, right? Yeah, they did like a an Asian situation for the third. Movie. Oh, and, but uh, were they in a, were they um, in Asia? Yeah, were they, they on were a, a different continent? Yeah. Okay, so there's mummies in, in that, all the continents. That movie, people really don't like that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it sounds I like agree. crap already. There's a different mummy. Rachel Weisz and Brandon Fraser are divorced. I don't like any of She's them. not in it. She wasn't in it. She wasn't in it. It was about his son. They're still divorced. divorced. Aren't they divorced? Did I hear yeah. divorce? Yeah, his yeah, son had grown up. That's why. The product of divorce. I don't like it. it, okay? I'm just giving you my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to see them reunited in love again. Let's 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 have a happy family happening. <laughs> that's the way it should be it should be in love again i mean like it should be a happy ending and that's the one thing like i know i still haven't seen indiana jones but that was like the one thing too they were saying like at least the kingdom of the crystal skull he kind of had that happy ending with marion it was like the love of his life the whole thing and then this new one they were divorced and she was gone apparently and it was like they just kind of like extra out the whole thing so it's like i would divorce a- myself from that film too Bye. That's a, like, that's I, a <laughs> I mean, that's a problem. If you ask me, they wanted to see him see at his it? worst. I saw Crystal Skull. It was terrible. I, that's oh, the no. film I want to be divorced from. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you put me I in that. I'm not coming one. back for another one. Fuck that. I'm going to check it out. But I would come and check this out, too. I think that <laughs> if Brendan Fraser came back and everybody else apparently wants to come back, then why would we not do it? And so the movement's already right. been happening for a while, working forward for this, getting people on board. And then once the whole gang is back, Brendan Fraser is going to say yes. If he hasn't said yes already, because he probably has already. They just hasn't gotten out there yet. They're probably waiting to make a big announcement about this. And it would probably happen over this whole, like, which has just been going on, you know, like all the big geekathon, like big Comic-Con things. But the problem is with all the strikes and everything else, everything's kind of been like subdued and no one really wants to make any announcements right now until people are back to work 100%. In reality, he was probably the first one to sign back on with the whole Fraser Renaissance. I can't see them moving forward with this project if he wasn't part of it. Yeah, yeah. I just can't see it either. Like, what's the point? If everyone's there but him, what's the point? He's the main focus of that project. So, I don't I'm excited about it. It could be good. It could be really good. And you know what also could be really good is the ending of Doom Patrol. But the problem is, we might never find out if it is good. And that leads me to our featured story of the night. Get it. All right, everybody. I want to talk about Doom Patrol because Doom Patrol has been a long time coming. We haven't heard a thing about the last half. Now, the first half aired, right? Aired a long time ago now, everybody. The last half aired like seven months ago. And what's been happening? Well, Titans also aired the same time, and Titans got their second half. We had trailers, we had releases, weekly releases, all of it's out. Titans is done, but where's Doom Patrol? That's the question. Doom Patrol is nowhere to be seen, and that's a problem. That's a big problem for, for the whole studio, and I don't know what's happening with this, but 
apparently they might cut it. They might just drop the whole thing. They might get rid of the back half and write the whole thing off as a tax thing. How do you not make it happen, you know? But they haven't made it happen. That's the thing. And they haven't done any kind of trailers. They haven't done anything for it. And fans are going crazy about it. Everyone's going nuts about it. Being like, where is Doom Patrol? How do you release Titans and not release Doom Patrol? And I put that out there too. I'm like, where is it? Come on, HBO. Come on, Zasloff. Give us the end of Doom Patrol. But apparently... You see what's been happening with HBO Max. With Max, they've been writing shit off like Batgirl. We just talked about it. That might happen with Doom Patrol, and we will never see the back half. And that's very unfortunate. And even Madame Rouge, who plays one, one of the main casts on there, she was tweeting about it, being they might bin it, they might put it away, and we'll never see it again. And she's like, how would you do that with Brendan Fraser, an Academy Award-winning actor on this show? How do you not air the end of it? Because we deserve to see it, and fans should write. But no news, nothing, just crickets. At WB, what do you think, Sabrina? What do you think about this? Do you think they're not going to release Doom Patrol? Do you think the fans are going to suffer and we're not going to get to see the end of this product? Or do you think it's a strategy, in the words of George W. Bush, and they'll find a way to make it happen very soon? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think that David Zaslav is only concerned with his $2 million a week that he makes, and he can give a shit less about anyone who watches HBO or who uh, watches anything from WB. I think he cares about his pockets. And he doesn't care about us. So as someone who watches Doom Patrol and enjoys Doom Patrol, um, I think it's super shitty that they're not going to sh show us something that's already shot and done so that we can have an ending. And then they choose to give us an ending to Titans, which is a far inferior show, in my personal opinion. Um, and I think Doom Patrol like is so much better and has such a, a bigger like cult following than Titans ever did or ever would. Um, so I think it would be super shitty for them not to show that to us. However, Zaslov with his two million a week check, um, I think is totally fine with canning it, collecting a tax break so that he can keep money in his pocket, not giving a shit about the fans. So honestly, I don't know what they're going to do. I hope they do the right thing, but you know, history and, uh, the person who is running your company does not really give me too much faith to be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah, Sabrina, like with the way they've been building it up, though, too, like it seems like to not do an ending now, it just seems really messed up for the fans, right? Don't you Absolutely. think that, that this is like the worst thing a studio could do? A hundred percent. That's what I just said. He does not give a shit about us. He doesn't care about the viewer. He cares about, you know, making his paycheck and then eventually making money for Warner Brothers Discovery. You know, he's most worried about his paycheck. I mean, honestly... Like, no joke, in 2022, he made $2 million a week. That's not me exaggerating. That is a factual number. $2 million a week he made. But, you know, they're going bankrupt and they're suffering and they need that. How about, how about you take a pay cut, bro? How about that? How about you take a pay cut, give us our content, pay your fucking writers, and stop being an asshole? Like, personally, I don't see any reason, justification. I don't care what you say. There is zero reason that you should not give us these last episodes of this show that we have invested our time and effort and caring into. Like we love the show, people, fans love the show. And although there have been moments where it fell off the track a little bit, I don't, I don't know one person, excuse me, that has watched it that doesn't want to see an ending. We want to see an ending. It's shot, it's done. Show us the ending. But you know, that will hurt- Give us the ending. That's gonna hurt your numbers. It's going to hurt your profits because if you claim it as a loss, then that that whole thing doesn't count and you'll get a, a tax credit. So, I mean, someone who's making $2 million a week 
uh, and not ma making a deal with the writers, uh, I don't really have any faith that they're going to do the right thing personally. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. It's really unfortunate. And and WB's been one of those problems too. And it's like if you have something done and it's good and you have a fan base, I mean Batgirl even it's like they just like said fuck Batgirl, but it, in that Keaton involved and all that. But this is like a show that's been going for five seasons. Like give people the ending. You already have it done. Just give it to us. Rachel, what do you think? Do you think that Zaslov's gonna write this whole thing off and not bring it out and say F you fans? Or do you think that he'll eventually do the right thing and release Doom Patrol and let the fans have the proper ending that they've been waiting for for I mean seven months. I mean they might as well have just dropped it all at the same time, yeah, right? right. I am. Um, I don't think we're getting an ending, which is truly very disappointing. I've been watching this show since the first episodes came out on the old DC streaming service before HBO so acquired it. And, you know, since season one, I've been watching the show and it's one of the most unique and well shot superhero properties I have seen. Um, it's a, so different from everything else that we've been given. And like Sabrina said, the fan base is strong. It might be small, but the people who like it really fucking like it. Um, and I think it did suffer from just not having enough advertising and visibility. Um, what do you think about between Titans, though? It's like, why would they do Titans and not do this, you know? I can't imagine. Because uh, they're fucking stupid. Yep. Um, maybe <laughs> Titans cost less money to make. It, it I cannot see like, how. cheap shit. Yeah, they're um, both in the can, though. That's what's really frustrating. They're both done. Right. They just had to do post work right. on it. Maybe then there's a lot gonna... more posts for this. If you're going to use one as a tax write-off, you use the one that costs more money. And that was probably yeah. um, Doom Patrol. At what point do we look at the streaming service and go, this is no longer a content production service and is more of a tax fucking racket? This feels like fraud, what they're all doing, with how many shows they're yeah. pulling and how much finished work they're just yanking for to get money back, essentially. It feels like a fucking tax racket. There's no other way to put it. It's it's fraudulent. It's bullshit. And the and if you know people actually gave a shit, they would try to do something to stop this on a governmental level. Yeah, they should. I'm sure they I, will it, eventually. But like, it's so new. I feel like this is right. just like they've just started the scheme. So like, it's gonna take a minute for people to be like, wait a minute, this is fucked up. We're giving you all of this. That's not fair. That's not cool. But it's always like, right. I unfortunately the the system is like built to help yeah. the rich like you know this guy makes the company itself is a you know billion dollar company but this guy makes two million two million dollars a week like it's that how how the this system is, is built to protect someone like oh you know what this was a fuck up we're just gonna throw in the trash not show the people and i'll just take a tax credit for it. like that's ridiculous well, and if you try to do that on your taxes you would get audited well absolutely at some point can with the impending and current strikes, can the Writers Guild and Actors Guild step in and say, hey, you can't keep pulling shows because that fucks with our residuals and that fucks with our, you know, ability to actually get paid for doing the work that we've done. No, I mean, they're arguing on that, but there's no, there's yeah. no, there's no rule. There's no, there, I mean, that's the boss. There's they're no the boss. current rule for it, but I mean, if they have enough leverage with like, what, almost three out of four of the major guilds striking about to be there's have some pretty decent they could be put in leverage. there 
Yeah, but I mean, as of they could now, put it in there, no, but I think there's a lot to keep yeah, happening. There's no, I mean, it's it's super unfortunate, but it's it, again, it's so new. It's so this is right. not something that they like. You know, this is like it's like as media, the new media shit evolves, and as the streaming shit evolves, like these other things are happening. Um, right. And it's I feel like it's a loophole. Like like you said, it's it, I, I honestly agree with you. I feel like it is super. It's fucking criminal. Like it's not. I don't know how you can get away with it. So, and now everyone's starting to do it and people are shelving mm -hmm. things on there, you know, and just putting stuff away forever and ever, which is like, isn't the point of having like a streaming home, like, so that you can have everything there at your fingertips and not, yeah. not have to go and buy a DVD or, you know, go to Blockbuster like we used to do or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I don't. And they're taking the physical option. A lot of these exactly. digital media things have not been really, like you only get like the big ones, like Game of Thrones and like Sopranos and stuff. You get that on physical media but some of these smaller shows are never going to have a physical release yeah so never. they're just that's what Lexi was saying too and that's what pisses me it's off too it's like what spring was saying too it's like you know you have like this service that's supposed to be all your content on and we pay a premium service fee for to get access mm -hmm. to it but you put it back in the vault or you sell it off to somebody else and have to pay a different streaming service or you just don't give it to us after yeah. you promoted the whole thing over and over and over again this will be an issue that i think will be brought up in contracts eventually because on top of that you also have the actors are getting screwed out of money when you when yeah. you take a, a tax write off all of a sudden they're not getting their back end points they're not getting paid mm -hmm. which a lot of these streaming services too they try to like X nay on the residuals as it is, which people have been fighting for, fighting for, on, fighting for writers are right on the now. Actors, but like the smaller actors get residuals, but also like yeah. the writers. And I mean, everybody, everybody involved. Everybody. In no one's getting anything on the back end. They're all getting fucked. It's Except ridiculous. the studios. The studios making great money. They're like, oh yeah, we, we lost money, write it off, get us all back. That sounds great. Like, like, fuck that, you know? So it just makes me upset because I'm a big fan of Doom Patrol and I saw this and it's like one of those things that people have been talking about, like, where's Doom Patrol? And the fact that Titans, and I watched the end of Titans because I watched all that, you know, I, I don't know why I watched it, but I watched it. It's not good. I would never recommend anybody to watch it. I, it was one of those things where you start watching something and you want to see how it ends just because you're like, well, how is this shit turd fucking end? And then I see how it ends and I'm like, oh, that's what I expected. All right, cool, whatever. You know, and it's just like, <laughs> That well, got what its most, ending. What was Brother the most Blood got his... What was the most interesting episode of Titans? The very, I mean, I would say the Gotham season was the best season last no, no. season. Of this season, what was the best uh, episodes? Probably the first one with Titus in it. And then was the second best? The Doom Patrol one. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I also liked how on Doom Patrol they had Doom Patrol crossover. I liked how you know they actually had Cyborg be Cyborg again. I don't, I, I didn't care for him becoming human again on Doom Patrol. I'm like, Me I don't. Either. He's Cyborg. Leave him Cyborg. Now he's just bitching in a corner the whole time about how he can't do anything. Well, and if the show had gotten to keep going, who knows what would have happened with that character? Well, maybe he's got powers season four and five and whatever. He may have gone back to being Cyborg. He yeah, should've. but we'll never know. And we'll it, never it just know feels now. Like HBO, HBO used to mean something. HBO used to Home mean box office quality and and good content and reliability. Yeah. And it just feels like the last five years, it just keeps going downhill. Yeah, I agree. And now that's Max, you're not even HBO anymore. So, and that's right. what everybody Thanks, had a hard Zazlov. time saying. It's like you're getting you're getting rid of your brand name what you're it's like it's like who yeah. you are you are hbo your home box office that brand alone have built so many shows and so many actors mm -hmm. and so many memories and the fact that they didn't go with it 
It's upsetting. HBO used but, to carry like such prestige with it. It used to be such a prestige brand, and it just yeah. now it just means nothing. Yeah, and like you would nothing. look at you know like there was like you know Showtime and HBO. HBO was mm-hmm. miles above Showtime, and then mm-hmm. it was like you know uh, what Stars or Cinemax. HBO miles above all. Like it was always the top notch. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like now it's a fucking shit show. Like Not Showtime, anymore. I feel like has better pro- some better yeah, programming than, at this than point. HBO. HBO is basically Hulu now. Good job, good job. Yeah. You made it Hulu. You made well, it Hulu. Hulu's not terrible. Hulu's gotten better over the years. Hulu's gotten better as HBO's gotten worse. So that right. Like oh, so they've met in the middle. middle. They, yep, yeah, you got it. I got. I'm with you. I'm with you now. I'm like, well, I don't hate. I've recently been watching a lot of Hulu shows. That's why, like, I I feel like I'm being a little bit defensive. Like, um, uh, I I just watched The Great. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen that. Super. It's uh, on my super. list. It's great. Um, Nicholas Holt is amazing. <laughs> so I was watching that, and then like The Bear is on there, right? The Bear was is super amazing show. The second season just dropped. Um, we we started watching Gossip reboot. Girl. Oh no! Not <laughs> no, no. like like in no. old TV right now. <laughs> no. At least you haven't been watching like the Kardashians or something. No. I, uh, you know, yeah. People are watching that, that. That's too much. All the time. Yeah. But. To me, HBO, you're messing up completely Zaslav. I get it. You're trying to like make your money back because you bought the company at a loss. You're scrapping all the DC stuff. That stuff's bombing. Something like this, just give it to the fans. Give them something. Give them Doom Patrol. We want it. We need it. Give us those six episodes because, you know, if you're already canceling our show, give us a proper ending. That's all I'm asking for. Simple. Anyway, everybody. release a three-hour movie we'll take it yeah come on yeah we'll take it you know we just want an ending everybody wants a proper ending to their show they've been watching for a long time and this deserves it brendan fraser deserves it everybody deserves it on this show give it to us give it to us now 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 i want it i want it i want it please (laughs) anyways everybody thank you so much for being here on cruise control tonight happy monday everybody crazy shit's happening we'll be back here on wednesday for our wednesday edition and we'll be off on friday this week just to let you know because I'll be traveling. But anyways, thank you everybody for being here. Rachel, thank you for being back here on Cruise Control, the Enigma, the charismatic (laughs) crazy (laughs) cheetah. I don't know what it uh, said earlier. Uh, Rachel Blakely, thank you for being here tonight on Cruise Control. Appreciate you. Dangerously delicious is what you said. Dangerously delicious. (laughs) Always energetic and sometimes quick fanatic i don't know sabrina thank you so much for being here on cruise control as always appreciate you the lovely sabrina vittori writer actor producer thank you so much for being here tonight uh it was hella glitchy i know i don't know what the hell is happening um thank you so much for being here yeah yeah everybody out there the sickness to the screen if you stuck if you stuck with us for the whole thing thank you so much we'll be cutting this down hopefully making it work somehow uh thank you so much have a great monday enjoy your day and as always tell your friends your families your uncles your aunts your cousins your nephews your squirts your smurfs your smurfs yeah your smurfs <laughs> and your snorks and your fucking squirrels that are also smurfs because they fraggles. have red hats and they're and their scraggles and their fraggles and their cats and their bats and their yellows and their blues and their greens and the dwarfs tell them all and the suckles the people that suckle on things yeah i'm talking to you watch cruise control everybody out there check it out check it out check it out we love you so much have a great night and as always everybody i gotta get off this air how the hell's happening tonight have a great night as always and see ya